Welcome to the MIT Sloan Sports Analytics Conference podcast presented by ESPN and 42 Analytics. This is Jessica Gelman, who along with Daryl Morey co-founded and chair the conference with a fantastic group of MIT Sloan students each year. Thanks for listening and enjoy. Hi everyone, and thanks again for joining us at the 2021 Sloan Sports Analytics Conference. My name is Beer Gangwell, and I'm a first year MBA student at MIT Sloan. It's my pleasure to introduce our panel, Evolving Sports Through Technology, How Data is Changing the Way that We Innovate in Sports, presented by AWS. Our panelists today are Jennifer Langton, Senior Vice President of Health and Safety Innovation for the NFL, Will Lopes, CEO of Catapult, Priya Ponopali, Senior Manager and Principal Scientist at Amazon's Machine Learn- Learning Solutions Lab, and Rob Smedley, Director of Data Systems for Formula One. Our panel will be moderated by Ben Fisher, writer and reporter for the Sports Business Journal. The panel will run 35 minutes and we'll leave 10 minutes at the end for questions. If you'd like to ask a question, please use the chat option on the right, or you can ask Twitter on using the hashtag SportsInnovationAWS. Questions will then be selected by the moderator. And with that, I'll turn it over to you, Ben. Thanks, Veer. And thanks, Jennifer, Will, Priya, and Rob for joining us. This I think this is going to be a great 35, 40 minutes here. Um, a, a lot of exciting things to get to. I thought it might be useful if I open, open the conversation with a question to everybody, just a level set. Um, where are we in, in the sports data revolution? Um, you know, clearly we know advanced data is there. It's part of the television broadcast increasingly often for fans. But we also know there's still parts of the sports business that are very low tech. So briefly, if I think each of you, just from your own perspective, where are we? Are we still in the first first quarter? Is it halftime? Are we getting there? Getting there? What's your sense of where we are right now in 2021? I, I can jump in. Um, I, I think we're at an extremely exciting place right now. Um, we're really seeing sports organizations embrace machine learning and uh, innovate the fan experience. Um, you know, from sports partners like the NFL and Formula One, the NHL, uh, migrating uh, scores of and treasure troves of their data um, to AWS, and uh, uh, you know, using machine learning to surface pivotal moments and search historical data to all sorts of um, advanced stats like F1 insights and NFL next-gen stats, um, to using deep learning uh, to predict defender trajectories and evaluate better um, quarterbacks' decision-making. I think it's an extremely exciting time um, for for, uh, sports and how it's embracing new technologies. Yeah, Ben, and, and to follow on that, I mean, my area in health and safety is unique. Um, you know, what our aim is, is always to advance the health and safety of our players. And there's no year um, as an example to how we've managed that achieving 256 games this year. But as it relates to data and the transformation of data, we've been collecting data, injury data, game data, next gen stats, where we partner with AWS for years. And the way in which we are looking at injuries, more specifically concussions, has significantly advanced. Um, And so where we've been is collecting the data. But what we found is with that collection, it's how do we improve at speed and scale to really analyze not just data, but we get metadata from video as well. And what we found was we've had great success with concussion. 
I will brag we are in our third year of reductions of concussion, which is incredible. And that was a result of the leveraging of data and tools that we had internally. But to do it in speed and scale, we needed a best in class partner, which is really where we found AWS. So now where we are with data is one, generating data from other assets, video, and then leveraging machine learning, whether that's computer vision, pose estimation, simulation models, to have a deeper understanding of our game than we've ever had before, to do what we've done, automate what we've done for concussion, but for all other injuries. So I would say that we're well past our halftime, but we needed a partner to really speed at scale and make it much more efficient in the way in which we operate um, and the way in which we innovate to really make an impact for our game. And we are very excited that we have now completed our first year with AWS and then made a tremendous amount of progress in a pandemic year to really revolutionize the way that we're looking at our game. And I think that we will have an impact for all sports as well as you know, uh, healthcare and other divisions as well. So it is a really exciting time for us. Yeah, I, I'll maybe take a, a slightly contrarian, maybe not contrarian, but you know, a, a slightly different view. I, I actually think um, it, we're definitely in an exciting time. I think that the amount of data being collected um, is is incredible. The amount of you know CPU that I think people like you know AWS is providing and what uh, Jennifer is doing, particularly from health and safety. Um, but I I think we're just past first quarter. <laughs> You know, and, and, and the reason I say that is if you really start to think about what could be collected to really start to get to the predictive and prescriptive moment around health and safety and performance, I think we're just starting to scratch the surface. Um, you know, you're, 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 you're getting metrics. Um, you know, our devices, for example, are collecting about 900 points of data a second. Um, and it sounds fantastic. And it's amazing in terms of, you know, workload and, and, and player performance. But that collection of data that still is missing is around, you know, other elements of an athlete performance, whether it's, you know, um, hydration factors, psychological factors. I mean, there's so much more that I think will start to come in um, into the environment that I think, you know, if we look five, you know, 10 years down the road, I think we're going to be shocked of the level of data that becomes really prescriptive. And, you know, I know Rob is here from, from uh, Formula One. And I, and I actually think if you look at Formula One in many ways, they're probably the sport that has, you know, probably most embraced data a bit earlier than everybody else, just because of the, the, the telemetry that you get from cars. Um, and, and I think when you look at, you know, human sports um, in, in the sense of, you know, athletes, um, you know, there's still so much that we would love to collect to become you know, more predictive and more prescriptive around health and safety, around performance. Um, so you know, that's not to say it's a negative thing. I think the fact that we're, I, I feel like we're still in the first quarter, I actually think it's very exciting, um, you know, um, more, more than, than, than I'd say we're just a, a bit before halftime, I guess. Well, well coming to our world, we'll share with you more and get you further down the goal line there. Absolutely, absolutely. Sorry, Rob, Love go that. ahead. <laughs> Yeah, Rob, no, I was, great point. you guys have been doing this for a long time in Formula One. So what's your take on this question? Well, you're right. I mean, I think, uh, Ben, you know, we've been, we've have been, we had a big data problem before big data was, was invented. You know, um, we take in at the minute uh, 1.1 million data points per second, 300 sensors, 3,000 data channels per car. There's just, it, it, it's, it's mind blowing um, how data driven Formula One has been. 
but but my feeling is, and this is probably the most contrary opinion, is is that we're we're not even at the first quarter. Um, and I don't say that um, in in a negative way. I say that because probably because the, the, the inner geek in me is is really excited about it, um, about the, the the work that's still to be done. And I think that when when we as 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 the league Formula One started to look at how we were going to leverage all of this data, this stockpile of data that 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 sits underneath us, then and again, just as Jennifer said, you know, it was about you know um, tracking down that 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 best in class partner. Who's going to help us do this? And and I think for me, it's it's very much about and you know we we'll probably talk about it a little bit more later. But it, but it's it's about how do you bring the story of, of Formula One, which is hugely complex. When you're watching a Formula One race, you know you've got 20 players all doing 20 different things at at, at, at exactly the same time. How do you bring that story out to the fan? And the the, the the best way of doing it is through the data. And and that's exactly what we've been doing with AWS. You know, when we went out and, and looked for that best in class partner, AWS and Formula One, two very similar brands or similar in, in, in lots of ways, different in other ways, but but you know, drawing on each other's strengths, um, able to come together. Um, we're now just getting into really, I think we're getting into our stride. And for me, it feels like with the, the whole advent of, of machine learning and even broader artificial intelligence, which is going to be really important in telling the data story, um, it feels like um, we're just getting going. Well, you know, that's a good point, uh, Rob. And I was hoping to ask both you and Jennifer, and I guess uh, all of you, honestly, um, about uh, why fan enhancements, why the media enhancement or the fan experience enhancement is such a priority. You know, I, I bet there's people in your business that would, would, would like the full force of AWS to come onto their division. But uh, one place with the next gen stats with the NFL and the F1 insights, it's, it's very public facing. Why is that a place that these projects seem to start with? Well, what's the point of going there first? I think um, sports is just such a fantastic medium to bring the benefits of machine learning to life. And um, I think a lot of our sports partners are looking to really innovate on that fan experience. Um, we have a new generation of fans. They want more data. They want additional context and assessments, both before the game, during the game, as well as after the game, and also through second screen experiences. And, and this is why AWS with its partners is, is always striving to um, exceed our fans' expectations and, uh, you know, NFL next-gen stats, um, F1 insights with, you know, uh, determining who's the fastest driver ever, uh, Bundesliga match facts, Six Nations match stats with the kick predictor model. They're all great examples of this. Yeah, so from a next-gen stats perspective, I mean, I can tell from, from my seat, I use it in a much different way. You know, I when I was out, Priya, you would laugh, but when we were out at the 49ers stadium with the AWS team, when it came up on the big screen, the next gen stats was predicting that next play. That was the fan tool. And they were, look, it's just like the word in the suite and in the stadium was predict the play. And it engages you to be on the field, to be the coach as if you have the board in your hand. And all of that is excitement to get the fans into the stadium, which is so important in today's time. For me, what I use is, you know, I leverage that data, the coordinates of the player on the field to better understand injury. And next gen stats is really pivotal for us to understand concussion and cushion reviews. So when I'm talking about the fans, my impact is different from next-gen stats. My impact 
is the translation on the field to reduce injury. When we change the kickoff because of the data and because of the scientific rigor that we are putting in to understand when injuries do happen, we change the kickoff and then we have a reduction of injury. That's the impact. We'd all rather see, I was an athlete, I blew out my knee, I'd much rather be on the field. And I'd much rather now see the players on the field than on the sideline. So our impact is a little bit different, but we use all of the data that we possibly can to engage and to really speak to the fan in a different way through the player. Now, one question on that, Jennifer, do you think that um, making the case that the data is behind these rule changes, make those rule changes go over easier? I mean, NFL fans are used to rules changing every year, but I feel like I get less of that uh, don't mess with the old way vibe from your average fan than I used to. Do you, do you think you, you've, you've been able to convince people of the virtues of those changes? I do. I think that the data is so compelling now that it supports a lot of changes, right? And our game is competitive. It's a contact sport. And so there's the equity balance. But when you, you can't dispute data if it's that powerful. And when you're saying that a certain play is the most injurious, well, it's time to adapt for change. And maybe we will all have some traditionalists in data transportation and, and data movement, right? Even within the NFL and outside of the NFL. But the data, even with the expanded season right now and adding another game, it showed that it was not, you know, it was less injurious and or there was no in increase in risk to add a game and that was transformational to the to the media deals as well mm -hmm. so it's you know it really is i think that at times depending on what you're using the data for we've had a tremendous amount of safety driven rules changes supported by data you know, and it's not just the data, it's the experts that we bring in and the league makes quite an investment being that health and safety is our number one priority in the experts. So biomechanical engineers, material science experts. Now we have the collaboration with AWS for machine learning. How are we leveraging that data? And when the experts present it to even the traditionalists, it enforces change. And we've seen that in the, even the, the helmet business. You know, and Ben, you're, you're familiar with what we've done with helmets, sure. but the data and the way in which we test helmets are consistent with how impacts happen on field. And we've moved the helmet industry. And when I say we moved the helmet industry, we've also impacted the player three years ago. We had 40% of players in top performing helmets. This year we had 99% because the data shows if you wear this helmet, it is not a good performer like the top performing. Mm -hmm. And so it's becoming a vital part and that's the cultural change. And I think that we all, I used to be in finance my whole career prior to joining Jeff Miller in health and safety, there's an adaption and there's an adaption curve, but positively we see that moving right now. Mm -hmm. Rob, what about in formula one? I, I mean, you know, split second decisions at 200 miles an hour is exciting on its face, but uh, what's the marginal gain you believe that F1 insights and, and the data component of the, the broadcasts have meant in terms of your fan of entity? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a little bit like what we, what we talked to um, a couple of minutes back then. I think that, um, you know, we've got a generation, we've got to engage a generation of fans that has perhaps not been engaged in formula one. Um, the, the, the broadcast of, of Formula One has, has thus far been very traditional. And over the last, um, you know, five years, um, with uh, definitely since partnering with AWS, that's become very different. And the focus has been on, on, on a broadcast which is, is able to engage on a much more experiential level by, by engaging through the data a younger generation of fans. 
And I think the important point here is, is what I talked to before, is that Formula One, a Formula One race itself, it's, it's two hours of, of hugely complex tactics and, and, and strategies and, and guys doing 200 mile an hour in the cars um, and, and all of that great stuff. But it's, it's, it's often very, very difficult to be able to pick out what are the key moments and what are the key strategic moments, because it's not like watching a, a soccer game, if you like, where you've got the whole view of the field and, and you've got mm. all 22 players and you've got, you're, you're always watching the action because it's the cameras following the ball. There's, there's 20 drivers and, and therefore a myriad of different combinations of, of events that, that are occurring at any one moment in time. So by teasing that out, by, 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 by using you know, the, the huge amount of data that we have at our disposal, um, be that car telemetry data or the timing data um, or the metadata, um, tire data, weather data, you know, we're so data driven, but, but if you take all of that and then you know, using SageMaker, um, we're able to run that through the algorithms that we build you know, um, through this, this Formula One AWS community that we've built um, you know, with, with my team, with Priya's team. Um, then, then, then what comes out of that is really insightful, um, you know, bits of the race that, that, that really engage the fan. And, it, and it's not about, you know, sport is about jeopardy. So you've got to, the, the broadcast always got to be about the jeopardy. That's the beauty of sport. But, but, it, but it's also got to be about informing the fan about where the jeopardy is. Because if, if jeopardy is happening off somewhere in a black box, um, it's, it's, it's not jeopardy or it is jeopardy, but it's, but you're not engaging that 500 million fans that we've got to watch it every single Sunday afternoon. So, so for me, it's all about that. And I think that's what we're seeing now, you know, with this explosion of data that we're getting in formula one, um, the, the, the AWS are helping us to, 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 to bring on screen. I think that's where the benefit is. Great. Right. Now, Will, I want to bring you back because so far we've been talking a lot about very high enterprise level missions and, and you deal with athletes on a day-to-day -day basis. What, um, what has changed about what your clients are asking, what problems your clients are asking you to solve at, a, at an individual elite la athlete level over the last few years? Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if it's, it's problems per se, right? I think at the end of the day, we're, we're dealing with, you know, uh, very high level, high end professionals. Um, you know, the, uh, as Rob was mentioning that, you know, the, the differences between, you know, a great and a good, um, you know, player in, in, in these leagues are, are very minimal, right? So it's always a, a, a minimal change. I, I think what's, <clears throat> what's changed for us in, in many ways has been a, a couple of things. I think, you know, first of all, I think what most teams are trying to do is find a way, uh, a way for predictability um, and health uh, risk. That's really, I think, at the core of what they're asking for us uh, from us is how do I make sure that, you know, I could be more predictable. I could keep as many of my stars on the field. Um, that's good for the league. That's good for the team. That's good for the athletes. And how do I avoid injury? How do I keep everybody as healthy as possible? Um, and so what, what's changed over time for us is actually that, you know, the, the, the and anal analytics that I think we started to provide, let's say, five, six years ago, were very positional based, right? So it's about how fast am I moving? Um, you know, how, how, how long did I run? Um, you know, uh, elements as, as such. Um, what's changed over time is really to fine tune that um, based on position um, and really start to understand power plays and, and, and sort of, you know, the, the impacts that you want to measure that is very different from, for example, in the NFL, you know, how you look at injury risks in a wide receiver 
entirely different than how you would look at alignment, right? And so what they've come to us in many ways is to come back and say, you know, help us fine tune these positional markers um, and also help us fine tune the context of what's happening around it. Um, because, you know, it's not also, you know, understanding the power plays that's happening in alignment, but it's also understanding what's happening around alignment, right? And so how do you start to correlate all of these things? So the variables I think are changing, they're becoming more sophisticated. Um, I would add one more thing, uh, Ben, is that, you know, maybe, you know, five, six years ago, a lot of this was driven by performance and maybe health and safety, right? So you had the performance and training coaches, you had the health and safety, uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, remits like, you know, what Jennifer is driving. Um, over time, this has been, uh, it's really become coach and player led now. I think this sort of acceptance that data can help predictability, can help understand performance, um, you know, is, 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 is really changed. I think the, the, you know, the old school of, I don't care about data. Um, I could just, you know, I, I could see what I see. And so let me do my job. I, I think that's evolved. Um, and I think the, the acceptance from players to kind of utilize data to make better decisions about their body, you know, their body and their performance and coaches to understand data, how they, you know, uh, use their team tactically um, is widespread at this point. That makes sense, right? Because uh, like you said, injuries and uh, predictability and, and, and knowing why maybe you're a split second slower one day than the last, you know, that, that strikes me as important as maximizing your speed at all times for a professional athlete. And that's what the data is able to do now. Yeah, I mean, I, the way I think the way to always think about it, the way I describe it to, to, to folks who are outside of the industry and, I, and I, you know, me being fairly new to this industry in, in just a year, you know, you could always have a great athlete do a great performance one time, right? That, that like all of these athletes are high you know, caliber, they could always do that. What they're trying to figure out is how do I do that 25 times in the game? And not only 25 times in a game, but how do I keep that performance going through the entire season? And, and those fine tuning moments is really, I think what's making a difference between, you know, the teams that are winning, the players that are, you know, uh, lasting longer and longer. Um, and how, you know, in many ways, the league uh, is driving sort of safety uh, uh, around the uh, around it. Mm -hmm. Priya, I was going to ask you almost the same question about what your clients want now versus several years ago um, at more of an enterprise relationship level. Um, so, Ben, I think we see a few uh, common themes. Of course, you know, every every customer is different. They have their own unique data assets, uh, be it video and uh, data coming in from sensors. And they also have their own unique business challenges. So in every one of these situations, we focus on that problem and then work backwards from there. But the common themes we see is, you know, um, metadata tagging, you know, using computer vision based models to automatically tag data, um, using computer vision uh, to predict events, right? Um, for example, sport radar is predicting soccer goals two seconds before it actually occurs. Um, of course, using advanced machine learning models for uh, interesting uh, stats. Um, and also to settle age-old disputes, like who might be the fastest Formula One driver ever. So lot, lots of different cases, um, of course, on the business side of the things, uh, you know, how do you optimize ticket sales? 
Um, and, and needless to mention, extremely important initiative like improving player health and safety and uh, read like, like what the NFL and Jennifer's team is doing and redesigning the car of the future using high performance computing like what uh, Formula One is doing. So, uh, you know, for us at AWS, it's just super exciting to see all the ways in which uh, technology is being used uh, for the sports. Right, and I wanted to get into that with both uh, both the Formula One and the NFL relationships, other than the um, insights and the broadcast enhancements through the next gen stats uh, and everything else. Why the car design and why concussion and lower extremity um, injury mitigation? Why were those the priorities that rose to the top when you guys started talking about what to do with AWS to start? I think I think for 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 us. Um, it was it was very much you know if you go back to say say four or five years ago um, we put the question to the fans you know we have 500 million um, and counting fans worldwide and 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 the question was what do you want out of Formula One when you sit down on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon what do you want and and resoundingly the answer that came back was they want more um, wheel to wheel racing so they want to see guys racing at 200 mile an hour but centimeters away from each other. Um, when we then looked at how we were going to facilitate that, the, 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 there was a key understanding that the current generation of cars generates so much downforce um, and, and in generating that downforce, so, 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 so the force that pushes them down into the track and makes them go around corners incredibly fast, um, the, 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 the corollary effect of that is that they create a, a very dirty air wake behind them. So it means that following cars can't get mm -hmm. close. So, so just to put that in context, um, if a car's if 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 the following car is half a second behind um, another, it's going to lose around about fifty percent of its downforce. So what we started to do was to redesign the car. Um, the important point was to to redesign the aerodynamic specification of the car to allow um, a much more upwashing car. Um, I'm getting into some technical um, terms now, but to to allow a much more upwashing wake, so that the following car was less affected. In order to do that, we had to do we had to build um, simulation models in 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 um, using technology called computational fluid dynamics or CFD. Now, normally, and this is where partnering with with AWS was so important. Normally, um, to to run a two car simulation in CFD, um, so so one one design iteration, if you like, would take something around about four days. So we're talking about a hundred hours. Um, and that was using nominally around about 200 cores. What we did by partnering with, 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 with AWS and using the EC2 service was we were able to spin up, first of all, around about 1,100 cores, um, which got us down to about 12 hours per design iteration. And then we went a step further, and I think we got up to about 2,300, 2,400 cores, and that got us down to about eight hours. So you can imagine... Um, we were we went from um, 100 hours down to eight hours at, at its peak when we were in the middle of design. Um, I think we had something like seven and a half billion cells. Um, we were solving 14 cases at once. We did them all in 30 hours. Um, there was more than 7,000 cores. It was absolutely mind blowing what we were doing um, with this EC2 service. And we were getting runs or design iterations down to two hours. So that meant we could rapidly um, iterate this car. Um, and, and more importantly than designing, which is what Formula One has done for many years, the designing the aerodynamic package around 
around a single car. We were designing it around two cars and more importantly, mm. the following car. And, and what we found is that we're down to around about, we, we've slashed that, that downforce reduction, so performance reduction, if you like, from 50% to less than 10%. Um, and that's only because we were able to put a team of highly skilled aerodynamicists on, on the problem, um, spin up all of these cores in, in, in AWS's EC2 service, and, and end up with, with what we think is going to be a really, really exciting formula. And, and, and the whole reason for that, the whole enterprise behind it, was, was to give the fans exactly what they were asking for. So it was using you know, our knowledge, our subject matter expertise, um, you know, collaborating very, very closely with AWS to use their expertise of, of HPC, of high-performance compute and cloud compute, and bringing together something that hopefully we're going to introduce next year and is going to be a completely revolutionized formula. So dramatically increased um, production and, and, and progress in the research on a core strategic yeah. concern of the sport. So Jennifer, I, I, as the NFL beat reporter for the SBJ, I think I know the answer to this question, but for everybody else, why was uh, why is the health and safety really where the NFL is pushing its data might right now? Yeah, well, um, it's not just right now. I mean, it's been for years, Ben, as you know, on a, on a buildup. And I want to go back to something that Will said that's so key is, you know, we are focused on advancing health and safety for all of our players in the game. So as we look to mitigate injury, the flip side of that coin is optimizing performance. And so for me, it truly goes hand in hand. Um, but, you know, years back, as you know, uh, we were we built an engineering roadmap to solve for concussion. How do we take a look at concussions that happen on our field and mitigate that injury? And we were uh, uh, beneficial um, to secure uh, the leading uh, biomechanical engineers in the world that were very well known in the automotive space. And what they did was they leveraged the video. We looked for six years now at every concussion that happened on our field. And we gleaned data from those concussions to open up injury reduction strategies for concussion. And we were quite successful. And we said, okay, we're unlocking something here, unlocking going back to the competition committee then, that information and data were informing rules changes, changing the helmet marketplace, educating players, right, to new techniques, old techniques that should not be used in the game because they were, you know, enforcing and or causing injury to themselves. And so we went on quite um, an extensive roadshow saying, okay, we've, we've unlocked through data in the way in which in a sophisticated way we're looking at injury. We've unlocked something here for concussion. What is the application to all injuries? Lower extremity are our highest rate of injury and most burden. And what most burden means is most missed time, mm -hmm. right, for a player. So if we've, we had a motion capture expert, biomechanical engineer that was a motion capture expert, manually reviewing for six years those concussions and annotating them. So you can imagine what we unlocked that was informing these changes. And yes, we've had three years of reduction of concussion, but how do we do that in speed and scale? And that's where we really had found a true partner in AWS. I mean, AWS has done a wealth of other work with other departments, but with working with them, it was the voice of the customer, a partner with our significant asset being players and the concerns of data being collected. It's we wanted somebody to be able to work with us to unlock what we call as the digital athlete. Mm -hmm. And so the digital athlete is how do we start to leverage tools and technologies to create simulation models of players? So whether there's variations by position, environmental factors, but how do we look at infinite scenarios in the game to then create change? 
And change for us is a better, deeper understanding so that we can mitigate injuries and improve our game, but keep our players healthy. And we found a perfect, we did, we found the best in class partner in AWS to help to do so. And in, in a year of a pandemic, um, we built the foundational elements of having all injury and all performance data in a cloud computing environment. I'm going to go back to another point that Will made. We are building something here to be able to inform us and better understand our game to make those changes, but it will have a benefit to the teams. So the way in which the information, the way we're understanding the games and this prototype that we are creating called the digital athlete, our first focus will be how do the teams leverage the platform, right? That we are building. How in a much more sophisticated way can we share with them our deeper understanding with tools and technologies that we're building with AWS to inform them on changes. And so, you know, it is a full suite, um, but it's really exciting work. Again, back to Will. That's why I feel like we are, you know, we're in development stage and we're past that halftime, but we have a lot of work, you mm -hmm. know, ahead of us. But it's really exciting opportunity for us. And, and if I may, Ben, just, just to sure, follow on what, on what Jennifer said, you know, the, the reality on, on injury prevention and, and, and from a, you know, from a fan perspective, you only get to see a little bit because you get to see just game day, right? right? But you know, what we end up doing is actually collecting a ton of data as well and helping, you know, folks like Jennifer in terms of what's happening in training sessions. Um, because you, you know, you forget that, you know, 90% of the, the, you know, the time that the athlete is, is being utilized is actually during training, um, particularly in the NFL, where, you know, there's, there's lots of rigor in terms of, you know, camp and, 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 and uh, pre and between games. Um, and, and that data point of actually helping go back to the teams and trying to say, not only here's how you should think about, you know, game day, but here's also how you should think about training your athletes. Acclimation um, period. It's correct. like the preseason is our highest rate of injury. Right. And it is in practice. How do you prepare for the game? You spend more time, as you know, Will, your applications are within our teams and on our players. Yep. How do you spend time training for your game? What is that acclimation period? It's all very rich data that we're now collecting. So when I say it's the first time we've built an you know, injury as well as performance environment, critical to our success and not just for games, for practice as well. There's a real flywheel there, I think, especially with the NFL, because, you know, keeping players healthy is his own reward because they're people and they want to stay healthy and uninjured. But that is one of the major sources of variability for a team and a fan is just, you know, who's on the field at any given moment. And if you can make all that work better, it's got implications all throughout the sport for sure. And uh, so we've got time for several audience questions, a lot of good ones coming through here. Uh, one for Priya, um, do you find that data adoption differs across different sports leagues that you work with? What approach do you take with those who are reluctant to embrace all of the technologies you, you bring to bear? Um, I think, you know, AWS works with a breadth of customers. And as I've mentioned before, they all have their unique data assets and, and unique data problems. So our approach, um, especially the way my team, the Amazon ML Solutions Lab works, is we brainstorm with the customers. Um, I've had the pleasure of brainstorming both with, with Jennifer um, in Seattle two and a half years ago and, and also with, with Rob in, in London. And in every one of these situations, right, we start from the customer's problem and, and work backwards from there. And sometimes, you know, for technology, Technologies like machine learning, you know, we're still in early days, 
Um, one of the things that I've noticed customers like to see is an early landmark win. So we often embark on a proof of concept uh, to demonstrate that signal in the data and show that it can you know, add value and um, uh, you know, bring high ROI to their business problem. And, and that's where we start. And from there, you know, we see um, customers embracing the technology, adopting it and implementing it into production. Okay. Another great question from the audience. I think this is for everyone, but Rob, maybe as the resident of a jurisdiction where it's been legal the longest, you can start. Um, how has sports betting driven demand for increased data analytics in sports? Uh, hugely, um, I, I would say. Um, absolutely. It's the, 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 the kind of proportional, you know. Um, so we're working with um, our sports betting partners now um, uh, exactly on that um on that front you know and and, it, and it's a very very delicate um roadmap um sports betting i think um absolutely and and how you use data um because data has to be used to to you know in, inform in in the right way if you like so um we're working you know my, my team is, is is working on that right now um there's 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 a lot of different there's a lot of nuances to it I would say um, but it's 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 very very um, it's it, it I think it's, it's it's still a long journey that we've got ahead of us to get that right um, but definitely um, data is playing a huge part in sports betting. Mm -hmm. Anybody else? Jennifer, NFL still brand new. Yeah, you know, I share the same sentiments Rob did. You know, it's really the, the collection of the data. I think it's a tremendous opportunity, but we want to make sure as we're, we're entering, you know, new ventures, it's just you have to go through this methodical approach to handle it the right way. But I think that talk about excitement for the fans. Mm -hmm. um, it's a huge fan engagement tool, but from a business perspective, we do want to make sure that we're dotting our I's or crossing our T's, but it's extremely exciting and all data driven. Sure, sure. Um, this one's probably for everybody as close to one I was going to ask. So I'm aligned with the audience. This is great. Um, describe the data and analytics that are on your wish lists. What's 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 something that you really wish you could do that you're not able to right now and 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 why? I'll I'll, I'll throw a couple of things out there. I, I think you know for us, um, you know, beyond just sort of the the physical uh, data sets that I think we're we're capturing. Um, you know, it's, it's, I think to me, there's sort of two large layers of data that I think, you know, working folks like, uh, you know, like the NFL and EPL uh, bring one is context, right? Context is highly critical. So data, data is only as good as, as it could be if you could apply, you know, historical context and live context in real time. And so that means, you know, not only how someone is feeling, you know, what were, what were the the guides from a coach perspective in, in a certain play and kind of connecting all of those dots, I think will start to become way more predictive uh, on it. Um, and then I think that, you know, the other component is, and I think this is going to be very difficult to eventually get to is psychological, right? It's, it's, it's how, how are you measuring and how do we start to think about, you know, the player state? Um, you know, it's, it's, I find that data analytics is, is one of those things that, you know, it's, it's, it's an objective fact. Right. Uh, and, and, and you can run away from that. Sometimes the correlations are, are, are immense and, and, and they're very clear. But sometimes those correlations could be obtuse in the, in the sense that you're, you're missing out on the fact that this, there's a human behind this and some of the performance, some of the injury components to it 
are driven by some of the psychological impacts. And I think that will be very interesting to see how that plays out in the next five to 10 years. That is interesting. Yeah, Ben, I'll take that. And I think that you are very familiar with our engineering roadmap, but right now in our, my current need is we are still aiming to get to position specific helmets. Mm. And we have developed a mouth guard sensor, which is an instrumented mouth guard to be worn and adopted on consent by players. And the more information that we get by positioning group, the better information we have on that position group on how injuries are happening, but we can develop product for that position. So if you think about a quarterback, when rushed, they hit the back of their head. Why isn't a helmet then, which we are doing this year, designed and manufactured to prevent injury for that certain position? Mouth guard sensor program will help us to get there. And so last year in a year of pandemic, we were fortunate enough because there is such a commitment league-wide on what we were doing from health and safety that we did have an adoption for six teams. And this year, we're really going to test the bounds again and go back to those teams. But that is rich data for us right now to get to position-specific helmets. And then also receive information for how injuries are happening, of course, head impacts across all positions. Mm. What's the time frame for position-specific helmets to be fully implemented? Um, so this year, we, we're just doing a new testing methodology for quarterbacks. Okay. Um, and so we'll start to test the helmets, uh, you know, for, for quarterbacks specific for that position and how the conditions are happening. And then uh, next, it's, it's more of a phased approach. So in the next two years, we, we see offensive linemen, and then we'll go out to running backs, et cetera. So again, the more information that we have and the quicker that we have it, we'll determine that phased approach. Makes sense. Rob, what's the moonshot in Formula One? I think that what I was what I was going to say, Ben, is 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 for me, and it's and it's possibly even a personal moonshot. You know, I, I spent I spent twenty five years in the teams. Um, you know, before I switched to 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 the league, if you like, and and for me, that whole visceral experience of being involved on in in a Grand Prix, you know, on a, on a Saturday and a Sunday afternoon, is just something incredible. And and I think through the through the use of of data, our moonshot is to try to bring that that visceral experience, that that um, you know completely immersive experience um, to the fan. And and we've got to use technology, we've got to use data, and we've got to use technology to be able to do that. Um, you know, we've got to use AR, VR, um, and and lots of different techniques. But but I think that you know this is where when I talked about it probably puts in context when I said. You know, we, we feel like we're just at the, at the start line, if you like, of, of, of our engaging with data at the top of the talk, because because, you know, it is a moonshot, but it, but it doesn't want to be a moonshot that we can't get to. I would hope that within five years time, you know, through through gamification, through 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 artificial intelligence, through through AR, through VR, we can start to bring this this visceral experience that I certainly felt, you know, either within a garage or, or on the track um, driving the cars. To the fan and that's the way i think that we really start to engage a whole host of different um of of, of cohorts of fans that's an exciting vision priya did you want to jump in on this yeah just you know just to add on what rob rob just shared you know i, I truly believe that every industry um including sports can can benefit from machine learning i mean the problems that the nfl is solving with player health and safety that's got potential to impact you know football at at all levels of the sport but but also extend beyond the football field to other sports and and general health and wellness so 
you know, we're super excited about, you know, innovating with all of our customers. And uh, five years ago, you know, who would have thought uh, we'd be using ML to solve player health and safety or, you know, high performance computing to redesign the car of the future. So super excited for what's to come. Okay, great. Well, I think that's about it. Um... 45 minutes went flying by. So thank you all for being so willing to jump in and the lively conversation. So I guess we're at uh, triple zeros on my countdown clock. So I'm going to send it back to Veer. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Ben. Thank you. Thanks. This recording is the property of 42 Analytics and may not be published, broadcast, rewritten, or redistributed without the express written consent of 42 Analytics. Any opinions expressed by panelists are their own and do not represent the beliefs of the conference, 42 Analytics, or the MIT Sloan School of Management. 42 Analytics Educational, Inc. reserves all rights in the content.